When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Glory, glory's on the Glory, glory's on the Glory, glory's on the And the Spurs go marching on. Hello, good evening. Welcome to a very special edition of the Spurs Show. Here, live in the Albany, Great Portland Streets. I've been looking forward to try and do this show all season, and I'm so glad that it's going to happen. Firstly, welcome my first guest tonight, uh, football writer and author, Mr. Martin Lipton. And secondly, a man who's been on the show, I'm glad to say, many, many times, and he'll be on a little bit later on this recording, talking about his incredibly wonderful, I literally couldn't put it down, wonderful new book about Jimmy Greaves. But he's also here tonight to talk about his memories of a season that, I mean, he's written a book about it as well, uh, the Golden Double book, uh, available at Norman Giller Books. Here he is, Mr. Norman Giller. Unfortunately, our next guest couldn't be with us. Uh, Mr. Terry Dyson sadly got very mild, thankfully, mild COVID uh, a couple of days ago. Um, But uh, luckily, uh, his old pal is here, a man who, again, has been on the Spurs show before. He actually managed a Spurs show football 11 many years ago. I don't know why they asked us. Some charity said, we're doing this event. Can you put a team together, Spurs show? And there was me and Phil Cornwell and... Anthony from Blue and Paolo Hewitt. We were dreadful. It was so <laughs> embarrassing. And poor old Cliffy, what the hell am I doing with this bunch of idiots? But he was very gracious about it. I don't know why, but uh, was so delighted to have him. He needs no introduction, really, apart from just saying, Mr. Cliff Jones. Hey. Thank you so much, Cliff, for joining us. So lovely to have you with us, Norman as well. I know obviously over the years you've spoken a lot about that season, still the most successful season in Tottenham Hotspur's history, which is incredible when you think about it, that's still all these years on. I'm going to interrupt you. Please go, please, straight in, Norman. Go, go for it. Can you all bow your heads respectfully, please? <laughs> Brown, Baker, Henry, they roll off the tongues like old friends. Blanchefleur, Norman Mackay, creating a legend that never ends. Jones, White, Smith, they played the game with style and flair. Allen, Dyson, Medwin, and were at the double beyond compare. Beautiful. Very nice. Very lovely. I mean, the incredible thing about that season, obviously, the last time the double had been done before 1960 was 1897. <laughs> it's just extraordinary. That's what a huge thing it was. I know in, you know, in more modern times, it's been done a, a, a few times. But uh, what we're going to do, I mean, you know, some games were taught longer and shorter. And obviously, you know, Cliff's memories was a long time ago to try and remember certain facts. Uh, And uh, for those of you at home, there'll be certain games where you'll hear a bit of audio. We've trawled the archives and you'll hear some wonderful audio footage from Pate News and the BBC and various news sources. Um, Before we look at the actual games, Cliff, obviously the team had already been coming together under Bill Nick. Uh, The nucleus was there the season before. Uh, Well, we kind of fell short, but it was still a good season. Do you remember going into pre-season 
meeting up with everyone again, was there a kind of steely resolution, this could be the season when you were going to do something? Uh, <clears throat> well, so, well, with Bill Nickerson, whenever I speak about that period, and the main man was Bill Nickerson. He ran the club from boot room to boardroom. Every aspect of the football club, Bill Nichols was involved with. But then when we went onto the field of play, a certain Danny Blanchard took over. He more or less became the manager. He would make changes, which was unheard of these days. And sometimes they, they worked. Sometimes they didn't work. Um, there'd be a few words between him and Bill. But there was always that respect, that togetherness mm. and... Uh, and for me, uh, the main reasons we, we sort of did so well that season and doing the double was the fact that Bill Nicholson was the man and uh, Danny Blanchard, when we went on to the field of play, he took over. As, as we go through, we'll talk about some of your teammates as we go through. Um, for first game that season, August the 20th, 1960, we beat Everton 2-0. What's incredible about this first game, 85 minutes gone, 0-0, right? <laughs> You then got injured, and you missed the next seven games. That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what you have to remember is that um, before a ball was kicked that season, Danny had put us all on alert, and he had told the, the chairman, Fred Behrman, he said, look, he said, I know you're getting on in time, and um, you haven't got many years left, and as a send-off... We're going to win the double for you. <laughs> and I mean, and that, that was a madness, you know, because so many teams had tried and failed to get the double, yeah. they thought it was the impossible dream. But because Danny put it on the table, suddenly Fleet Street were in. Where were you were, working in 1960? I, I was on Boxing News in those days. You were on the Boxing News, yeah, really? Yeah, but, wow. but um, a top, Tottenham fan. So, uh, yeah. so, but, but it was Danny who put, who put us all on alert. Yeah. And the fact that um, when they went those first 11 games without losing, so suddenly we thought, perhaps it's not bl 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 Blarney after all. Yeah. I, I used to call Danny, uh, Danny bl Blarney Flower <laughs> because he, he, he could never, ever talk for one minute without bring, br bringing up some cr crazy notion yeah. that um, you think, this, this is a madman I'm talking to. <laughs> but he, 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 in, in, invariably, he'd be proved right. Correct? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. What was, the, what was the, I mean, it was a knee injury you got in that game, that first one. You're out for six games, I believe. Yeah, knee injury, yes. And, uh, Unbelievable. And there was, yeah, was it six years? It was more than that. I'll, I'll tell you what happened. You, you got injured later on that season, but it was the first six games, Tay Medwin came in. And obviously this was a time for, for younger listeners at home. There were no substitutes. I, I can tell you what happened in that first game. An old friend of yours, Alex Parker, kicked you. Alex Parker, I was, I was in the army, I was in the army team with him. Great pal. <laughs> <laughs> And he done me, didn't he? But he did do me. I said, I thought it was mate. He said, but not the day, Cliff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what I think is, is interesting is that you assume, you know, look at football now, and it's all about Manchester United and City and Liverpool. But in the late 50s, early 60s, the, the teams to beat were Wolves and Burnley. Yeah. Really strong Re teams. You know, and really strong There had been a lot of stuff about... W Wolves were the kings, and um, you know, just the Cullis Cubs, they're, they're an extraordinary team. All, all very big men, weren't they, Cliff? And, yeah, with uh, the likes of Eddie oh, Clamp. Oh, it sounds horrible, him, did it, Eddie Clamp? <laughs> and, and he did he put it about as well. Yeah. He did clamp it. So yeah. uh, never relish going to Wolves. And, yeah, uh, I mean, that, let's go back to that first game. There was five minutes to go, and Bobby Smith fouled in the box. The ref played the advantage, and Clive, uh, Clive, it's called, called Clive Allen. His dad, Les Allen, scored past Dumlop, and then 87 minutes... Uh, White and Smith thumped home. Um, off to a good start. Then our first away game, two days later, Blackpool won, Spurs three. Terry Dyson can't be with us. He scored two and Medwin. Blackpool included uh, Stanley Matthews. And Stanley Matthews. Dribble. Stanley Matthews was playing for Blackpool then, even in 1960. He wasn't a bad winger, was he, Cliff? He had his moments, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> but a great character, Stanley, as well. Can, 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 I, can I say, we're talking about football on another planet. I mean, it was a different game then, and um, defenders were allowed <laughs> to, to get away with uh, GBH. They'd finish up in the tower today if they tackled the way they did. And wingers like Cliff, they were the always, yeah. uh, always up against fullbacks 
will kick the hell out of you. And on mud pat, mud pat oh, pitch, pitches with a heavy ball. Every, every, every and the old, boots you were wearing were so pro, different. Every old pro I talk to, Martin, always says, not the money that they earn now that makes it so much different, it's the pitches. And they, they, they played on mud heaps for, for seven months of the year. But when you look at the old foot, footage clip of this season, and thankfully, if you go on YouTube, there's still a, enough. Come November, I think it was, that White Hart Lane pitch, there was no grass on it. No. It was just a mud heap. And with you, who was all about pace and speed, and, and also getting in the box and scoring, I mean, I know it's an old cliche, and you know, obviously maybe later on in life, when you, you, when, when, you know, the thoughts of you playing on the sort of pitches they play now. It's totally see? different. I agree, yes. And, <clears throat> and our captain, Danny Blanchflower, he had three pairs of football boots, which was unheard of in those days. Yeah. And each football boot he had was a different length stud. And before the game, Danny would go onto the pitch and see which length of stud suited the conditions. Yeah. And he was never on his arse. Danny used to come off the field exactly the same way he went onto the field. He was <laughs> macklish. And uh, I couldn't see that. Um, I, just, I just did with the old... Um, the, the White Hart Lane pitch in those days, it had a sort of shale, shale top, didn't it? And you used to come off with a, a sort of pink... Gravel rush. It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, gravel rush. But yeah. you, were, you, had, you used to have pink, pink shirts. <laughs> pink, pink shirts and gravel rush. Amazing. I mean, that, 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 that game, as I mentioned... Uh, against Blackpool. Uh, Blackpool missed a penalty in that game. And even after two wins in a row, already some of the press were calling us super Spurs. And they said this the following week, it was Blackburn one, Spurs four. We were three up in the first 14 minutes. Smith, Allen and Dyson. Um, and then again, I mean, they come thick and fast. Four days later, Blackpool, I mean, they, they sort of play home and away very, very quickly then. Blackpool at home, 3-1, Bobby Smith hat-trick. And that, at the time, put the great Bobby Smith on 141 goals. He then became the top Tottenham scorer, beating George Hunt's record between the wars. It's a good time now, because obviously we'll talk later on, Norman, about Jimmy Greaves and all that. And I think, you know, I think Bobby's a little bit lost in history, obviously with Kane scoring the goals. Cliff, how good was Bobby Smith? I mean, he was... An extraordinary play, an incredible goal-scoring record. Well, Bob was very physical. He should have always shook the goalkeeper up before the start. Um, but he could also play. And sometimes when people talk about Bob, he was tough, he was hard, which he was. Tough, he was hard. But he could also play. The ball could be laid down, he could control it, he could turn, good in the air, hold the ball up on the chest and... But what, what people don't realise with Bobby, he was only five foot nine. Right, really. And yet, and yet we always talk about big Bobby. And, and in that Tottenham team, only one player was over six foot tall, which was big, big Mo Morris. And Bill Brown, the goalkeeper, possibly. Well, yeah. no, he's six yeah. foot exactly, yeah, yeah. Bill Brown. Yeah. Uh, well, then, then the next game, uh, and we've got our first audio clip, September the 3rd, Tottenham 4, United 1, Smith 2 and Allen 2. Uh, and we can now listen to the first Smith and Allen goals now. Throw then to Manchester United. Here's Charlton come right across onto this side, hoping to pull the defence with him. Oh, but here's a great chance now. Oh, my God! Great chance for Smith, and it's goal number one. <laughs> Dawson heads it in to the middle of nowhere almost. The only man up there is the Manchester United centre. Dyson. Cliff Les Allen, a good good time to bring Les Allen up. Again, another player when you roll when you look at the double team. He got 23 goals in the league alone that season. Uh, yeah. and, you know, and obviously, sadly, we haven't had him on the show. I'd love to get him on the show as well. What was Les Allen like on and off the pitch? <coughs> Les, a good lad, Les. Sort of kept himself quite a bit. And, uh, yeah, just... Yeah, good lad and a terrific player. And you've got to feel sort of saddened for him that he's, 
He finished scoring like sort of, was it 1920 goals, mm. winning the double, next season he's out. Yeah. Because well, Bill went and got Jimmy Greaves. What mm. we have to remember with Les is that um, he started his career at Chelsea and um, he started playing alongside Jimmy Greaves. And when Jimmy later joined Spurs, who was alongside him for the, his debut? Les Allen. Yeah. I mean, he's a, a remarkable um, a servant for, mm. for, for, for Spurs. And, and they're always a credit to football, as they have been all the Allen family. Yeah, absolutely, without doubt. And then the, the, the next game coming up, September the 7th, it finished Bolton 1, Tottenham 2, White and Allen. We were goal down after three minutes. It was all Bolton. They hit the bar. They missed two sitters. We were really struggling. And then luckily their fullback Bank got injured, down to 10 men. And then there was a white cross, a magnificent Tommy Allen Banks. header. Oh uh, and God. young Frank Saul made his debut in that game uh, and we won 2-1 and then, then three days later it was at Highbury Arsenal 2 Spurs 3 uh, we, we can listen now Dyson and Frank Saul's first goals for Tottenham uh, we can listen to those now Arsenal side Saul number 9 chasing it Snedden's there can Saul get his boot to it yes he can The first goal of the season to be scored against the Arsenal at Highbury. And there is Saul, the 17-year-old centre-forward of Tottenham Hotspur scoring it. McKay, now watch this for a long one. They're as good as corner kicks, these. Into that goal again. Back it goes, and it's a goal! Tune it up. The diminutive little Dyson who'd gone on to the right wing caught that back flick of a head from centre forward Saul. That very long throw in from McKay. That game we were two up. It went then back to 2 2. And then a great ball from Danny to Les Allen. He was in and he lobbed Snedden, was the Arsenal goalie then. Snedden in goal. And that made it seven wins in a row, Norman, which then, even then, seven was a record that, that, that's when the country really started getting excited mm. and um, and the interest was way beyond North London and um, what, what, you, what uh, is, is an interesting fact is that um, on the day that um, Arsenal were beaten by Tottenham in, in what was a classic it, that was the, the day that um, BBC play, showed their first ever um, live uh, football match wow a league, football league match and uh, what a pity that they decided to show, show um, Blackpool against Bolton <laughs> which, which was a 1-0 one, one bore with a Bolton winning and um, if only they'd been at uh, nothing's changed has if it? only they'd been at Highbury what a game yeah. they would have had but there is footage there is footage of this game it's, it's lovely to see you know so that, that's the nice thing and then four days later uh, another win Spurs 3 Bolton 1 Blanchard penalty uh, Smith to Cliff. This was the game you came back into the side. We were goal down. Uh, then we actually got a soft penalty. There was a push in Dyson's back. Uh, and then Birch, their player, was sent off. He was booked twice for contesting that penalty. Yeah, well, what a pity Terry's not here because yeah. um, everybody insisted, the, the, the people who didn't wear um, the lily white shirt, um, they always insisted that Terry dived. Yeah. Did he, did he dive, Cliff? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he was here uh, I know, it's, it's such a shame And then uh, the next game, September the 17th It finished Leicester 1, Spurs 2 Bobby Smith again with two goals uh, We were one up, Leicester equalised And then we got the winner early on in the second half And then a lot of people said At that time of the season Our best performance of the season 61,000 saw us beat Aston Villa Six goals to two Mackay, White with a great volley got two, Smith, Allen and Dyson. We were five up and we've got an audio here, the first and last goal. The last goal, a great goal. An, an absolute classic. Dave Mackay, a brilliant volley after a great move. Let's listen to that now. Free kick to Villa, taken by Sims. And Kitchen's coming forward, get that one, but 
Can't get it to his man. Spurs in possession again and a beautiful bit of work by Cliff Jones and away goes the Tottenham flyer. Across comes Neil to try and cut him off. And now it's out to White and he scores! Any memories of that one against Aston Villa? 6-2, do you remember that one? I don't think I was playing. <laughs> He was certainly back in, in the side. I was in the side. The thing we all remember from that game was uh, Day's uh, goal because yeah. um, people forget what a great left foot he had and he could really rifle a ball. And it was it was it was one of, one of the best goals of the season. Yeah. Then you mentioned yeah. you mentioned there Cliff the Wolverhampton Wanderers team. We then went to uh, Molyneux. October the 1st, and this is when you talked about no one outside North London thinking it. It finished Wolves nil, Spurs 4, Cliff, you scored, Terry Dyson, Lezanne and Blanche Flair with a great drive, and that made it 11 wins in a row, which is still, Martin, unbeaten in the top fight for the beginning of the season. I think it is, yeah. It is still record. There have been, been longer unbeaten runs. There have been longer runs. But for the beginning of the season, the top fight, 61, 62 years on. It's a, double it's that a time. measure of, of, what, of what it was. And people, unfortunately, it's an awful, there's a whole generation of, of football fans who think that football began in 1992. <laughs> Most people in this room recognise that actually football began before we were born and hopefully will go on long after we, we've gone. And to not recognise the quality, and you would have grown up watching great teams in the you know, late 40s, early 50s, through that, wanting to, be, to beat those teams. When you were in, at Swansea as a kid, desperate to, to do it, then you get to play when for... When I was at Swansea, the only team I wanted to beat was Cardiff. Cardiff. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it, football is that thing. It, it has this beautiful thread through history. And those who don't recognise how indebted we have to be with the generations that have gone before don't understand the game. Mm. And I'm, you know, most people go because their parents take them. My dad took me as a five or six-year-old to Spurs. I took my son as a six-year-old. I want him to take his son or daughter as a six-year-old. <coughs> and if you don't get that, if you don't recognise the debt we owe to your generation of players, making the club what it is, we've all lessened, in my opinion. Absolutely. <laughs> Beautifully put. And then an ex extraordinary game, um, October the 10th, it finished Tottenham 1, Manchester City 1. At half-time, <laughs> we'd had 25 shots to City's 5. Uh, Smith head after 27 passed the great Bert Troutman, and then Colbridge equalised, uh, but everyone said he'd handled the ball. The ref Gilbert Pullen not given. 80 minutes, City missed a great chance. Troutman was made man of the match. End of the game, 39 shots by Tottenham to City's 14, who typically then after that plummeted down the table. <laughs> Do you, I mean, we talked to the last recording about the Brentford and Brighton game and certain games, you're like, how do we not win that? Here's one against Man City uh, where we battered them but couldn't get the win. Do, do, do well, you remember, remember that? That's the right word, battered and... Um, when you talk about goalkeepers, for me, like Pat Jennings is here, mm. but then you've got to rank um, Troutman. Troutman alongside him. Yeah. yeah. He mm. was just, um, particularly that day. He was a man, he was like statuesque with the blonde hair and swept back. He was a well, he incredible did a German character. prisoner of war. That's he? right. The Second World War. And, um, and obviously come back from the broken it, neck as well, didn't he? The cup broke final. his neck in the cup uh, fight. He broke yeah. his neck, yeah, that's it. Carried on playing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Just yeah. doing that. Uh, Waving um, the back of his neck for half of Magic sponge. Magic sponge. You'll be fine. <laughs> there, was mass, there, was magic sponge there was massive controversy in, in, in that game. Uh, yeah. Because Colbridge, the guy who scored the goal, he definitely handled the ball. Mm. And if there had been VAR, no way would that goal have sort of... Yeah. But um, Fleet Street had a ball, you know... Um, diagrams you know, <laughs> brilliant in, in those days you, you drew a diagram didn't you one thing that um, you'll know this far more than I you've gone through all those results and there's only one clean sheet in those first 12 games does that sort of sum up the way you played it was like we'll score three <laughs> well you know we're not bothered because we know we'll score more goals than you was that the mentality you had I, I don't know no, but Bill was always like defensively minded, to be honest. Bill Nicholson, you, you play from mm. the black and um, from the back, and he always wanted a tight defence. And uh, so 
obviously we must have played against some good forwards. Well, I'm sure you yeah. did. <laughs> but I mean, you, you, you'd have watched as well, Norm, because obviously it's slightly before my time. Was it because teams play with far more attacking players? Well, we well, suppose we're playing a 4 2 4 virtually, weren't you? With, with only two, two many midfield, which is um, Blanche Flower and Mackay, which is not a bad win double. <laughs> and um, so therefore they were very attack minded. And um, Bill would have, was always saying you know, to the inside forwards, you know, why don't you tackle back? And well, well, Danny didn't tackle back because he had a wonky knee. And um, yeah. he, he used to leave it to Peter Baker to, to cover for him. But, yeah. but to be honest, when we start talking about teams and systems, Phil Nicholson, he, he would say to us, when they've got the ball, we're going to defend. When we've got it, we're going to attack. And that's what I was brought up with. Mm. Not 4 2 4 or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I wasn't one for, for systems and that. I was just an instinctive type player, just went out and I got the ball. I didn't know what the hell I was going to do with it, but I know I was going to go <laughs> run at him. And so it caused a few upsets. And, and Danny Branson said to me, Bill Nicholson switched me over to the right hand side. And I'd been playing there for a while. And Danny said, um, Cliff, he says, do you realise the ball is round, it will roll? I said, what do you mean, Danny? He said, pass the fucking thing down and give yourself. <laughs> and that's, that was me. And so some Danny glanced up and summed me up. I just got the ball, I just went, boom, let's go. That was it. The, 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 the next game, actually, we had David Pleat on the stage um, a couple of months ago, and he said this is one of the first games he went to, fell in love with the game, fell in love with Tottenham Hotspur, Nottingham Forest nil, Spurs four. Uh, we can uh, listen now to a couple of the goals. Alan, no one really on the edge of the penalty area except Jones who's come up there now. And this is Smith, number nine, White, Blancheflower, McKay. Oh, and look how they created that great gap for McKay down the, down the side there. And it's over the top of the net! Smith, Smith again making room for White. Oh, and a highly dangerous ball, and can it got it by Jones? It can. A deceptively dangerous ball. Ten minutes gone of the second half to Allen. Allen, way up there is Dyson, oh, and beautifully headed away there by McDonald. And he comes to McKay. McKay, over the top for Jones, and it's in! Appeal for offside. Highly appealing to the referee. Referee brushes him away. Goal number four for Tottenham Hotspur off the head of Jones. This was a strange one, because Bill Nicholson was ill and didn't travel. Uh, to this game um, and uh, according to match reports White was brilliant you scored um, well you scored two you rolled one in and one with a header at uh, the I'd, City I'd be one with a head yeah always, always one with the head <laughs> you know um, I don't know why, what, why was Bill Nick was ill and who presumably Eddie Bailey then took the uh, no, team no, Eddie, Eddie wasn't there then no no it was um Harry Evans. Harry, of course, Harry Evans. Who is John White's father-in-law. That's right, yeah. Um, and then but but, but uh, Dan Danny was virtually running the club, wasn't he? Running the team. But certainly when we went onto the field of play, yeah. Danny would certainly never run the club. Bill Nicholson, he was the governor. He ran the club from boot room to boardroom. Yeah, I mean, I mean Every team. aspect of the football club Bill was involved with. And... Uh, Certainly, um, Danny would take over when we came on, and he would make the changes. Sometimes they worked, sometimes they didn't. There'd be words between him and Bill, but there was always respect, respect for each other. Mm. What and was the, the mood like in, in training? Were you a, 
a, a bunch of, of lads who had fun with each other, Absolutely. or were you? Were it, was it serious? What was the the, the my, my, Well, there's always that. But was it? What was the mindset in, in terms we of training? We just enjoyed it. We just enjoyed our training, and, and for enjoyed me, that was a, that, and each other's company, and, and afterwards as well. That was sad, you know. We go along Tottenham Milo to the corner pin, the Bell in there, and we'd be in there afterwards with the supporters. And that's the other thing. It was an attachment between the player and the supporter, which you don't get these days. And most probably because the players don't drink these days. I don't know. Eh? I mean, they did in my time. No. Yeah. No. Can't yeah. believe that. What a shame. <laughs> then uh, October 29th, uh, last game before we go to a very quick break, uh, St. James's Park, Newcastle United 3, Tottenham Hotspur 4, scorers Norman Jones, White and Smith, Bobby Smith with a winner after 86 minutes. Uh, three goals in three minutes in this game. We were 2-1 down. White equalised. Cliff, you then made it 3-2. Borderline offside. Newcastle fans going crazy. Thought it was offside. But we went on to win that game 4-3. Uh, let's go to a very, very quick break. And we'll be back in one minute. Then November the 2nd... Uh, Talk about you talked about the, the Welsh connection here. Spurs three, Cardiff two, Blanchflower, Medwin, and Dyson. A penalty kick won the game. Gammon handled a Dyson cross, putting us three one up. Again, this was you, you've been injured in an interleague game That's against right, yeah. Italy. Italy, yeah. And yeah. so you missed this one. What was the what was the interleague? What was this? What the interleague game interleague. against Italy? Well, it's just the football league, English football league against the right. Italian league. I see. And, uh, yeah, big matches, massive crowds, and uh, I can't remember too much about the game, to be honest. I can't. Yeah. But again, you've got another injury. That must be incredibly frustrating when you're in this incredible team, top of the league. I mean, nowadays, the uh, people like you wouldn't play in those games. No, you, you get the Alex no. Ferguson call going, nah. But they went on into the, into the 70s. I remember England playing, the Football League playing the Scottish League in the mid-70s. Those games continued yeah. for quite some time. It's inconceivable now yeah. that you would have that. And yet that was just the way it was. And, you were, and if you were called up, you had to play. It was no, right. There was no way around it. Well, international football was bigger than league football. But these days... League football is massive and uh, there's no chance that uh, that yeah. would happen these days. G no going way. back to my theme of it being yeah. on another planet, don't forget these, these footballers were given heart and soul and getting paid £20 a week. Yeah. Which was the same money as they were getting down in the fourth division. Yeah. And, um, and the players were in the mood to revolt. And it was in that season that you had several meetings with the PFA and they were ready to go on strike, weren't they? That's right. We were, yeah, we were going to go on strike. And, uh, not that I can remember too much about that then, but uh, it, it's, it made the Football League or, or the hierarchy think and uh, maximum wage was abolished. Yeah. And we started earning a few quid then. Hmm. Not that much more, but <laughs> it was a few quid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think, the, I think the, the bonuses went up. It used to be like... £2 for a draw and £4 for a win. Then I think it went up to £4 for a draw and £8 for a win. <laughs> so, big strides. Yeah. But, but, but you were on £65 a week, um, all the, but the whole squad, weren't you, in, in, in 1962? That's when you started getting deep, reasonable money. Yeah, that's when... The, I, I, I don't know when the maximum wage was abolished. Was it 1961. 1961, yeah. I was starting to get a few quid, but... Um, Nothing like they, they get now. Yeah, absolutely. No, certainly not. Well, Are you, you blessing? Triggery's always used to say that um, he would like to come back just for one game. <laughs> and, and in that one game, if he was playing, playing uh, receiving Gareth Bale's wages, yeah. he would have earned more than he earned in his entire career. It's just crazy. one week. Yeah. It's, all, it's all you want is for one week. <laughs> it's, it's, different. it's a different ball game now. It's different. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it's not work football, is it? You've got to keep yourself fit in the condition, but it's not work. So when I've, I, I know that because I've experienced both sides of that. Because when I was uh, coming up with Swansea, my father had been a professional footballer, Ivor Jones. And when he packed in football, he, he finished working in the local steelworks, Convelin. Crap job, but it was work. 
So he says, son, if you're going to take up football, he says, go and learn yourself a trade so you've got something to fall back on. When I was at, at, at Swansea, playing for Swansea, I served a five-year apprenticeship as a sheet metal over the Prince of Wales dry dock. Mm. And at the same time, I was playing for Swansea and also playing for Wales. Mm. But I never took up sheet metal work after I packed it. The Jones family were legendary in, in, in South Wales. Mm. And... Um, there's, there's, there's your dad, your uncle, your Prince cousin. George, yeah. I mean, all, all of you were, were top-notch footballers, weren't you? So, yeah. Well, my, uncle, my uncle Bryn, he signed from Wolverhampton Wanderers about 1939, just before the Second World War. And then moved to Woolwich. Well, yeah, 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 Woolwich Arsenal, yeah, you got it, yeah. And he, kept, you, and he, and he signed for the Arsenal. For £10,000. No, £14,500. £14,500, yeah. So it was amazing transfer. It was a world that. record then, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And of course, consequently, when I got transferred, yours was a record. Mine was a record. Yeah. So kept it in the family. Oh. <laughs> the ten pound appearance money. Oh. <laughs> a different world. And, and he could have played rugby for Wales. I mean, the speed of this man—if he was—he was lightning. You, you think Gareth is fast? It would have been a great race between you and Gareth. Well, talking about that, I said, obviously I'm a Welsh boy, so I like the rugby. And when my sort of playing days were coming in, I was playing for uh, Kingsland and uh, Cambridge City, I used to go and watch the Saracens play rugby. And so um, one of the, I, then I sort of more or less like packed in the football now, and I'm, I'm sort of, sort of uh, I got a job. Uh, where was I working? So I used to work. What job did I used to have? Anyway. I went to the schools, yeah. yes, Highbury Grove School. Highbury Grove School, I can imagine. Yeah. Anyway, um, what am I talking about? I'm really, I've lost myself. Rugby. You know. rugby. rugby. You, you played rugby. Saracens. Saracens. Going over That's Saracens. That's right. And so one of the lads said, well, how's the football going? I said, I've packed it in now. He said, he said, well, come up and have a game of rugby. I said, are you joking? And he said, no, come up and have a go. So I went up and did a bit of training with them. And I, I played for what they call the Simiders, which is like about the fourth or fifth team. And I went in there. I went in to outside half, and I had this lad inside half, he could spin the ball out about 20 yards, which gave me plenty of room, and I'm telling you something, I could have been a rugby player. <laughs> and I go down Gareth Edwards, the great Gareth Edwards, he invites me every now and again down to Celtic Manor to play around the golf with him. Wow. And I, I got taught, and I said, do you know Gareth, you know if I took up, up uh, rugby, they would have heard of you, son. I was <laughs> We'd never have heard of Barry John, would we? Yeah. But then you would say, yeah, if I'd taken a football clip, they wouldn't have heard of you either. He's a, he's a good footballer, Gareth Edwards. Uh, well, he's good at everything, wasn't he? Yeah, heard, yeah. Heard, yeah. Everything, Gareth. Amazing. Top boy. Amazing. Then uh, go back to the season. November the 5th, Spurs 5, Fulham 1. Cliff scored 2. Les 2, White. We can listen now to Cliff's two-headed goals. So far with... Over 20 minutes gone. It's now Allen going down and scores. Well, I thought Allen was down that time, but we just can't keep these Tottenham men away when they get their goal. And glanced by that lovely swinging pass to Dyson. And three Fulham defenders move across there. And Joe's gets his hand and a great goal. Haynes getting that through to Cook. Out to Leggett, but that ball wasn't hit very hard. It put Leggett in rather a tough spot but still Cook fighting for it and keeping it as Henry cuts that one up and a great goal by Leggett that was quick thinking by Graham Leggett seven minutes of the second half gone and Leggett makes it two goals to one Spurs in the lead now Mullery and it's across now to Cook and Haynes is moving down the middle but Cook a bad pass was intercepted a long one and a ball out now by Haynes as Spurs move to the attack and it's the lovely centre Smith won't be able to reach it but here comes Dyson 
as he clips it across a header, a goal by Cliff Jones. Jones, number seven, to White. And as White curls that one in, a goal! Mercedes bumps it in his own net. Five minutes from the end. It's difficult to know whether that ball was over the line, whether Smith put it there, or whether it was the centre. And it, not a good pass to Key, but he moves into it, gets it to Hill, and Hill just fails to reach it. Now up to White, and once again you see the Fulham players now in defence having to chase around to try and find out what on earth these swift-changing Tottenham forwards are doing. Now it's to White. White to Allen, a beautiful pass, and goal number Uh, this brought us seven points clear of Sheffield Wednesday, uh, who, who were behind us, drew at Old Trafford. And then, November the 12th, the 16-game unbeaten run was ended. Sheffield Wednesday 2, Tottenham 1. What was incredible about this was, they again, they were a real hoodoo club. We hadn't won away at Hillsborough right, in 1961 since 1910. We'd won one, drew four, lost 19 at Hillsborough. Uh, this game, Swan made a great save from Annan early on. Um, they went down the other end, Griffin scored. Morris Norman equalised from a Kai free kick. Uh, and then Fantham got the winner. And Wednesday, this team had a 100% home record. Uh, when, any when, members when, of Wednesday, were, Wednesday were a cracking team. Yeah. They, they were managed by Harry Catterick, who, who later had great success at Everton. But um, they had... Peter Swan at centre-half and Tony Kaye, who was like an Allen Ball dynamo in midfield. And sadly, they both got involved um, in the betting scandal of the right. early 60s and both finished up in jail. Wow. And um, if... With Bronco Lane, the third one, wasn't it? And Bronco Lane, yeah. But if it hadn't been for that, um, Tony Kaye and Peter Swan would definitely have been in the 1966 World Cup squad. Incredible. It's sad. What was your moment of tasting defeat finally in that season? That, that was a was that a Sheffield the Sheffield Wednesday yeah. game, yeah, away. But I tell you what, I do remember about oh, Sheffield Wednesday. It's an iconic photograph where um, who's we talking about? That? Tony Kay. Tony Kay, and he's had a go at Dave McKay, and, he, and then McKay's turned, and he's got McKay's got all of him. And he's more or less lifted him off the ground, he did, yeah. It was a, <laughs> and and, and you've seen the photo, it's an iconic photograph, it, which is every now and again shown. Just a great photograph. Yeah. We, we know what he means, don't we? Oh, yeah, the, 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 the other photo. Remember that Cliff and I are both octogenarians, <laughs> so we might get a few facts I mean, slightly wrong. Six, 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 Billy Bremner. To go 16 oh, games. I, I was talking about Billy Bremner, was it? Yeah, it was. But to go, to yeah. go that many games, oh. you don't worry about one defeat, do you, I don't think? You, you, you got to the stage where one defeat will win the next one. You, don't, you didn't worry about it. You didn't panic. Well, I did. No, I don't know about the others. <laughs> well, you certainly did it because the next game, November the 19th, Tottenham 6, Birmingham nil. Cliff scored two. Terry Dyson scored two in that one. And on that day, Sheffield Wednesday lost 2-1 at Leicester. So it's kind of the advantage they thought they picked up on us completely went. M Martin will appreciate this. Um, in the press box, we used to chorus... Jones rises like a salmon at the far post because <laughs> he's always going up like this. <laughs> it's unbelievable the way he could leap. He could, he could have been a high jumper. So wh where, did, where did that come from? Were you, was it your dad told you to, to be a jumper no. or athletics? Or? But Bill Nixon saw something in me. So I had the, the ability and the makeup to do that, put himself in there. And, and he was saying to me, he said, look, Cliff, he said, when the ball's on the other side, he said, opposite side, stop making your way into the penalty box. He said, because what you can do, you can see the ball, you can see the defender, so you sort of, you, you've got you're in a bit of favour of, of doing something about it. He said, and arrive just a little bit late, just come a little bit late, come across the defender, and you'll get a few goals. So we worked it out in, in, on the training ground. We used to get John White chipping him in, and I'd come in ahead. 
And it just just worked for me, and I got a number of goals that way. Was I took a number of wax as well, mind. He's, he's, he's been very modest because he's enormously brave. Because um, he was, he took his life in his hands. He, you know, he dived in where others others fear to tread, and it was with his head. And God knows how he's got the sense that he's got now. And so good, many pictures and of good those looks. goals. Look, and a good looks. I'm still good looking. Yeah. I mean, I love watching what we've got of the sort of grainy footage because so many of those goals were because you were more committed than the defender. You wanted it yeah. that much, oh, and, and some some players haven't got that. You had that. In your essence, didn't you, to want that, to want to score that goal? <coughs> Absolutely, you said it spot on there. Yeah. I mean, Wasn't I mean, there a pre-season tour to Russia, and you all went to see the Bolshoi Ballet, yep. and you saw the male ballet dancers leaping around, and Bill went, went oh, there's something here, and didn't he try and bring in some physios? Well, if, 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 if I'm tell you what happened yeah. there, only Bill Nicholson would sit and watch Swan Lake, <laughs> and, and think, how how can they do this? The physical strength they're showing. And he went backstage and found out they did weight training. And from then on, he, he brought in Bill Watson. Remember? He had been Olympic, was an Olympic When he got into weight training, he brought him on board and said... It wasn't weightlifting, it was weight training. Oh. And, um, and I can remember clearly when Bill said, look, I've got this bloke and he's coming in. I want you to think... Collectively, we're all the, the players, the first team squad, and so I want to see what do you think about this block and his training methods. See if you if you if you like it. I could do a bit of. And he, Bill Watson came down, and he was very sort of enthusiastic, and he was strong, and I think. And we thought, well, if you know, if the weightlifting can do that to Bill, let's have some of it. And uh, we said, yes, we love him. And then our level of fitness seemed to go a bit further than other teams, and they wanted to know why. And so then Bill then started to get a bit of work then, yeah. and he and he done a number. All the London teams they all right. had him, and um, and a few of the sort of like Leeds and teams like that. And and he, he became quite a sort of a well-off bloke then, Bill. Mm. Instead of being a poor weightlifter, he became a sort of a, poor, a very rich weight trainer. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Then the next one at the Hawthorns, November the 26th. Next game, West Brom one, Spurs three, Smith with two, and Allen. Uh, an offside goal was given. Cliff, you did a little backhill to Smith. Four-man move ended with Smith scoring. Um, really good win. And then, then December the third, nineteen sixty, another incredible game that we've got uh, audio footage here. We were playing the defending champions, Burnley. Tottenham four, Burnley four. In typical Tottenham style. Tottenham went four up in thirty-six minutes. Three goals in three minutes. Burnley came back four. We've got some audio of this game now. Mackay slinging it back. There's Norman and the goal. Now Mackay obviously going to have one of his long ones for Spurs. Tremendous throw. Smith trying to judge it. Getting it back to Jones. Goal number two. Burnley kick off two goals to nil now. Now they must be really shattered at the way Spurs have snatched a couple of goals. But the Spurs fans now as happy as ever as the Spurs machine clicks into gear. And it's Allen now. The inside left. Pushing it forward. A beautiful one for White. It comes across to Jones. Is it three? Yes! corner for Spurs and it's come right through to Mackay the Burnley defence coming out not quickly enough to play in the offside game and a goal by Mackay well so Mackay makes it 4-0 after 36 minutes with that 40 yard drive Blackmore should have saved it but there we are you must remember that one that's a crazy game Go four up against the champions and then them coming back. And this is a White Hart Lane, yeah? Yes, at the yeah. lane. Bill, Bill yeah. Nicholson went berserk, what? didn't he? Bill, Bill, Bill Nicholson was furious over that one. But he often went berserk, but I mean... Uh. <laughs> but they were a good team. 
they were and obviously you know you played them to win the cup the following following season as well. What what Bill liked about it was the passing movements and you know the players supporting each other. Burnley had McElroy and Adamson in midfield. That's it. Yeah, they were probably as good as Spurs in midfield. I mean, that's how good they were. Well, our midfield that was that was the strength. Our midfield you had John White, Dave McKay, and Danny Blanchflower, and we just like kicked off them and. and then the other side of it is well, you could you could look down the spine of the team, and we had Bill Brown the goalkeeper, we had Morris Norman the centre half, and Bobby Smith the centre forward. So we were very strong on the spine of the team, and so that also worked for us. Well, that's that's actually mentioned Bill Brown because the next game, December the tenth, Preston nil, Tottenham one. Bobby Smith was unwell. Frank Saul came in, fifteen minutes gone, corner. Norman knocked down, White scored. Brown, according to all the reports, man of the match in the second half. Bill Brown is a, is a keeper because later on we had, well, before Brown, there was obviously the great Ted Ditchburn that many Tottenham fans of a certain age will still say was the greatest Tottenham keeper. You then obviously had the great Pat Jennings later on. Some people say Ray Clements. Younger people say Hugo Lloris. And despite the... Bill Brown, I think, is a little bit forgotten in Tottenham history yeah. because of the other keepers we had around him. What did he bring to that side? Well, Bill Brown... Yeah. Well... Just be, he was just very good on the line. I would say uh, his crosses, he wasn't so all that clever on the crosses. But, but Morris used to get him out of trouble. But then, he? yeah, because then you had somebody like a physical, like Morris Norman, who was in the centre there, so somehow we got away with it. Mm. But, um, but Bill Brown, he was a terrific stopper, goal stopper. Good on his line, but coming off his line, never really was comfortable doing that. Yeah, good but head, good also... A very good kicker of a ball, and too. he had good hands, didn't he? Yeah. But very good kicker of a ball. And um, and don't play my golf. That's another thing, yeah. Never <laughs> play my golf. Oh, really? <laughs> it's a, a mean Scott. Absolutely. Gave yeah. you nothing. Never gave, yeah. never gave you a pup. <laughs> no, Mackay was the main, the mean Scott. He was the mean Scott. Okay. Talk about Mackay. The next game, December the 17th. Everton won Tottenham 3 goals for Mackay White and Alan. We can listen to Mackay's goal now. And back for Lohan. It was a goal. Mackay it was who hit it. And Mackay was at least. Let's work it out. Because we can work out how far Mackay was outside that penalty area. 18. 25. Um, just on. Just on 30 yards that drive was. What was lovely about this game, really heavy fog, couldn't see anything. Everton missed some absolute sitters. Uh, and then Danny flighted ball to you, a brilliant curved pass for White to drive home. Again, four minutes later, Danny Cross, Dyson squared it, Les Allen made it 2 0. We went on to win. Um, can I say, Johnny, yeah. Johnny Carey was the manager of Everton then. Mm-hmm. And that's when we first heard. Um, Taxi for the manager. Taxi for the manager. Oh, really? And that, that was when uh, Johnny Carey got sacked in, in a taxi, didn't he? Remember? <laughs> and then again, this is incredible. Christmas Eve, the first season play. Christmas Eve, Tottenham 2, West Ham 0. Uh, White and Dyson headers. And again, this is another one. You, again, you did your knee ligaments in this one. And you missed, you went off. <laughs> we missed, you missed the next three games. We were down to 10 men. You really had some... I did, yeah. But, but you, thank God you kept coming back. It wasn't like well, now when Oliver skipped, that's it, gone, see never come. seen again. Well, there we are. That's... But then, you were all playing injured, weren't you? You constantly played injured. That was, you had, you had <laughs> all of you. Yeah, yeah, that was the way yeah. it was, you know. Well, they said, like, run it off, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah run it where, off. Where yeah. We, so, that's interesting, because I spoke, I remember speaking to Steve Perrin about he joined the club and, and training in the stadium, in the, underneath the stand, in that ball court area. What was the mix between the training ground, training at the mat, at White Hart Lane, training in, in, the, in the shadows of the ground? How did, it, how did that work uh, out? I don't know. Really. You worked a bit of everything, really? Uh, yeah, I just, sort of, I just went there and just trained. I was a good trainer. And you play the way you train, that all that was about. And... Uh, yeah, wherever we went, sort of, I just got stuck into the training. Was it about weather? Was it, if it was really bad weather, yeah, well, you, you'd well, train we indoors? Have, to be honest, we didn't have the facilities then, did we? I mean, then Bill acquired sort of um, Bottom Lodge and, and we, we do all our pre-season training up, at, up, up there. 
uh, which is a lot different to doing all your pre-season training in the football ground. You, your training was, was Cecil, wouldn't it? Cecil points and Cecil's Yeah, train. Cecil, but he was never the trainer. Cecil was very good with the injuries. He's, yeah. he's, right. He was good physio. Yeah, he physio. was a very good physio. But it, uh, Bill ran the club. I said he, Bill Nicholson ran the club from boot room to ball. Yeah. Every aspect of the football club he was involved with. Mm. And it, and it worked for us. And... Uh, we then had, I mean, into Christmas Eve, and what used to happen in these days, two days later, Boxing Day would be the reverse fixture. So this one, Upton Park, West Ham nil, Spurs three, White Allen, Brown own goal. We've got some lovely audio here. That's dubbing up to Crow. These two look very much alike. Up to Douglas. Dobing now gone to the right wing as Douglas tries his luck in the middle. And a great goal! So, after 13 minutes, Ryan Douglas puts Blackburn one goal to nil in the lead. That's Markey. Markey up to Dyson, and Dyson slipping a tackle that time. And Dugan, the centre forward of Blackburn, after him. And he slings over a lovely centre. Smith, and a goal! So, 36 minutes gone, Bobby Smith. Spurs now trying to come away, and Smith having moved onto this left wing, getting it inside onto Markey. Markey to Smith, and Woods covering Smith. Smith trying to get into a shooting position, flying through that sticky mud now out to Dyson. The Blackman covering well in defence now, and Dyson might be overdoing it one field, but he gets it inside to Allen. Dyson, and Dyson turning that one beautifully for Allen. And as that comes across, Smith having to go back, trying to tee up a shot, and he does for Blanchard. Blanchard's going through for number three. Yes. <laughs> 64 minutes gone. Spurs three, Blackburn one, the scorer Blanchard. Side Dyson is Medwin now. White's coming to join him. Bobby Smith is coming up quite quickly. There's White. Now, out come the defense to try and trap anyone offside. And this is going to be a goal by Allen. Yes! The referee looked at the linesman to see if there was any offside. That was the hesitation. Medwin with the throw, little Dyson bumping about everywhere. An imp of a player, Dyson. Medwin that's square on to White. Back to Medwin, now to Dyson, and Dyson wastes no time to Allen. He's hit the post, a goal by Smith. Uh, Hollybred winning goal for this one. Third goal, 13 pass move. John White ankle shot off the post and in. Um, white man of the match um, again a good time now Cliff to talk about the great late John White what, what was he like what did he bring to that side well John brought <coughs> what he brought to the side was the fact that whenever you picked the ball up you knew there'd be one pass on and that was John White because his movement he's, he's like sort of his training he's a fantastic trainer he's a good sort of distance runner mm. and he was, he, whatever he, he was always available, John White. And, uh, and that's why Billy would say, well, not in possession, get in position. Mm. That was one of his sayings. Yeah, and, yeah. and that applied with John, because he was always available. And everything, a lot of it stemmed from him. There was, I always say, like, our, our team was, you could look at it two ways. You could look at it down the middle. You've got Bill Brown in goal, who's a very good goalkeeper. Morris Norman, a terrific centre-half. And Bobby Smith, Terrific centre forward, but fucking nuisance, I know that as well. But hey, but that was a good strong middle. Yeah. And then of course you go across the field then. Yeah. You had what, what Danny Blanchfield, Morris Norman, and Dave Mackay. Mm. What, what excited uh, Bill Nicholson when Dave Mackay first recommended that he signed John White? Because they played together in the army, didn't they? And um, 
he, he, Bill Nicholson was told he wins all the cross-country races. I'll have him. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he wanted stamina in yeah. midfield, yeah. And, and John could run all day. Yeah. Oh, certainly, yes. And he, has, and he was very really skilled. What an engine him, that right? man had. You had, uh, you know, we talk about Christmas Eve game, Boxing Day. Next one, New Year's Eve, Tottenham 5, Blackburn 2. You were out. Dave McKay was also out. Made no difference. Les Allen, two goals. Smith in Blanche Flower. We can listen to some of that now. International was the Charter's leading scorer, trying to find Laurie, but he finds Henry now across to Blanchflower. Up to Allen, who's really playing well at the field with Smith. Smith moved offside, so it's up to Allen. He scored! So after five minutes, the machine clicks into gear and Les Allen puts Tottenham one goal to nil in the lead. Still Tottenham gained possession and it's now White. John White inside right to Smith. Smith back to Blanchard moving up very quickly and Allen dead for goal number two. Tottenham football makes it two goals to nil. The scorer, Les Allen. This is almost slow motion football compared to the speed with which Tottenham move. And as any Charlton player moves, then the cover man moves with him. So no one can get in an unmarked position at all. And Larry flicking it through to Summers, and Summers gets it across. A great chance for Edwards. Marvellous chance. He's missed it. Larry scored. 33 minutes and time for all the Charlton fans to cheer as Leary makes it two goals to one. Now we come Charlton moving on to the attack, but the pass is still not getting through. They're always finding themselves challenged. Nights Blanchflower with Leary, the deep-lying Charlton centre-forward, going back in defence, comes across to Dyson. He's not offside. He scored the goal. A lovely goal by Dyson. <laughs> Oh, they get stripped by Medwin. But 35 minutes have gone, and Dyson makes it three goals to one. This is a good time. We're going to January, so I mean, I think you know we've got so much more to cover. So in terms of recording, this will be uh, part one, and part two of the show will be out next week. Uh, so for now, uh, please thank Martin Lipton, Norman Giller and Cliff Jones. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk Sports Social Podcast Network.